Welcome to the fifth episode of the Triluminati podcast. Um, this is Porter. Wow, five episodes? Five episodes, dude. Uh, I feel like four was good. Yeah. <laughs> we should have just ended it. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but leave uh, now. today we actually, the only reason why we came back for a fifth episode is because we get to talk about one of our, our favorite things in the world, Joe Budden. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I think we've only talked about Joe Budden once on this podcast, which is like criminal. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like the most like relevant, irrelevant. Thi- yeah, like he's ironically like the most relevant thing in hip hop, and he's making fun of the relevant things in hip hop. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the cranky old man yells at Cloud from The Simpsons uh, when he when he screams at the cr- like that. He is the human embodiment of that picture. He's um, rap game Mike C Town. <laughs> that I think that reference is way too obscure for anyone that listens to this podcast again. <laughs> we, we're always making references back and forth to each other, and then I'm like, literally, no one's going to yeah, understand right. that at all. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so we yeah, make so this for lost, us. So, so we've lost half our viewers in the, in the first uh, minute and a half of this one. Um, starting <laughs> off strong, but yeah, the the last time we talked about Joe Budden, we were talking about uh, Lil Yachty. And about how Joe Budden <laughs> was just <laughs> screaming at him. You're not allowed to be happy. <laughs> Rap is about depression. <laughs> when there was just, like, you could see the veins pulsing out of his head. And <laughs> yeah. He's back. He's he back at his that. bullshit, dude. I love the, like, we were just watching, and I love that, like, maniacal laugh he does. <laughs> yeah, like, well, he's, like, yeah. out of his fucking mind. That, that's what I'm going to play right now is just a clip from... An episode of his show, Everyday Struggle, which he does with DJ Academics uh, on Complex. And, you know, it's kind of like first take for rap because if you know anything about first take, we need <laughs> it for more. We need it for more <laughs> things than, than just sports. It's only ruined sports media for the past five to ten years. But, yeah, so they were talking about uh, Chance, uh, his performance uh, recently on uh, Stephen Colbert show when he was performing with uh, Daniel. What's that guy's name? Daniel. I forget his last name. He's a really, really good singer, though. He's got a great. Uh, yeah, he does he that song is, with you. Shit, yeah, he's, yeah, no, I don't he's know his amazing. Last name. He's uh, yeah. So search Daniel on Google. He's, <laughs> he's, Just search Daniel. He'll be the first person yeah, that no, comes he's, up. He's he's an important person. So yeah, him and Chance performed uh, on there. So you'll hear a little bit of that, and then also uh, you will also hear a little bit of Joe Budden talking about that. So here's the clip. So Chance the Rapper was on Cold Bear and he debuted some new music. Daniel Caesar, uh, let's look at a snippet. There you go. There we go. She just came to a toddler. She turned into a she don't need diapers, she just need a papa. I really need a break. Could really use a nap. My daughter barely recognized me when I lose the hat. You go so far, you hit a point where you can't Uber back. The other day I told a humming birdie to relax. I did my worst, I did the work, I had to skip the label. I go to church, they wanna flick, I wanna flip the table. I knew the worth before the birth when it was just a stable. And now it's just a fable. And it's just as fatal. First world problems then make up. Have a dream and then never wake up. When so much turns to too much, have a dream and then never wake up. The day is on its way, it couldn't wait no more. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ready or not. Ready or not. The day is on its way, it couldn't wait no more. Here it comes. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get a 
in trouble. What's what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? What the fuck is Chance doing? <laughs> Yo, Drake album better be fine, man. This nigga Chance, this nigga is just waiting, man. This nigga is waiting, nigga, talking about he's going to church. Yeah, this Yo, Chance. Yo, I'm watching this nigga Chance, man. Chance might be the one, man. I don't, it don't even matter if you like him or not. Chance is... Yo, he, 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 he's setting it up right now. He's setting it up. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. Give it like... But you guys didn't pick him right. in our draft. Time out. We already have been trying to figure out the correct <clears throat> terminology for the genre mumble rap, right? Okay. And we've been unsuccessful. What is this style of music? Is this like polk music? What the fuck are these two niggas doing? And I love seeing word Stay woke rap. No, Chance got to stop. I see what Chance is doing. Kids Bob's for... Kids no, Bob's enough for adults. Enough of the Apollo <laughs> shit where you go out there and you sing about Jesus and we can't boo you because you're singing about Jesus. This nigga's... He getting real close to teetering the Apollo rap line. What the fuck is he talking about? It's too positive. I'm on some all that shit, man. <laughs> it's too positive. I am. First of all... You're, you're no, 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 no. the church, man. Come on, man. Yeah, but I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Why am I mad at that? Let me bring Bitter Joe out real quick. Great. The tone of voice. <laughs> Come on. Yesterday, I told my daughter if I woke up, the day she would blow up, and then I went to the store, and then I went to church. I told them that we would never have. What is that voice? What is that voice? It's calm voice. Yesterday, I pulled up calm voice. Church from God, but then God told me not to go inside. And then Jesus and then Sorry. <laughs> Tell me that's not his voice. I'm sorry. Leave me alone. That's number one. Yeah, number two. Up, I what up, up the, the, the chance at college time? All right. So, All right, so first, first off, I one thing. So, like, he's making fun of his voice. Like, this is the same guy that made Pump It Up, which literally sounds like Kermit the Frog <laughs> high on cough syrup. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he you changes his voice like... What up? fucking what up? Yo, she wanna come with a cup, with a pump, with a pump. What a dumb money, what up? No, but it's, it's really interesting to me, and, like, just full disclosure here, you and I are both huge Chance fans. Yeah, sure. Now, um, we kind of like have been following chance since acid rap like, yeah, before you know. anyone else right i just <laughs> pretty much yeah i mean I've, that's the point i'm trying to make here is that we're really fucking well when cool. you go to high school with a guy and like you see <laughs> him like grow up before your eyes you're gonna see him before like yeah the you know mainstream, when you used you to know. be on the same intramural basketball team as <laughs> yeah. him you just i got guy, suspended you know? for 10 days with chance <laughs> in 2012 <laughs> little known fact but yeah so the whole thing with this whole Joe Budden chance thing um, that's really funny to me is uh, the fact that, like, okay, so first off, I kind of agree with Joe Budden. <laughs> I don't is, want to. Yeah, which is, like, the worst thing you can do Ugh. is agreeing with Joe Budden because, like, Joe Budden kind of is – he is that curmudgeon. He is that old hip-hop head that everyone knows that will accept no new rap, that will accept – no, no, no form of innovation, no form of anything that that differentiates just from bars. He's like the embodiment of every negative quality of Charlemagne. <laughs> it's like it's like Charlemagne, Charlemagne minus any of like the good stuff. <laughs> all of like all of his likable qualities yeah, are thrown out the window, and then you have Joe fucking Budden. But yeah, and like it, it, it's interesting to me because like Joe Budden comes from this era of of so like if you if I had heard Joe Budden 
minus like the pump it up, minus like that shit that he he had another song. I don't know if you remember. Fire, fire. Yeah, yeah. He had two songs that like when he first came out that were like clearly pandering to radio. That were like obviously yeah. nothing like the music he wanted to make because if you listen to anything after that, yeah, the shit that he made with Slaughterhouse, the shit that he even made with like the Padded Room series, That's why he's like press. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I mean he literally like. Built his career on negativity. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sad, he did. He like built his career on like never making it as like a mainstream rapper because he didn't want to give in to whatever. And then he did. And he he kind of and now it's kind of reflective in this in this new show that he has. But like Joe Budden is like. A, he was like a 90s rapper after the 90s. Yeah. So like <laughs> – He was like pissed off that he was 14 and like 98 and he's like <laughs> – Yeah, exactly. And he's like, damn it. If only I I was able to do what Joey Badass did. Yeah. But no, but seriously, like that, that – that, there was an interesting point in time with like Joe Budden when he came around in like 2004, 2005 yeah. that was like dominated by like – outside of like a few artists, it was dominated by like Lil Jon. Yeah, and it like, was crunk music. It was crunk music, yeah. and it was like, and it was like ringtone rap, the uh -huh. ringtone rap era. So, like, someone like Joe Budden could never thrive in that era. Whereas, a few years later, he tried. <laughs> well, he and 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 he had some decent shit with Slaughterhouse. Like, I'm not, I'm not like completely anti Joe Budden. I used to really like Slaughterhouse, and I think I've just like evolved. Um, I've evolved because <laughs> you like songwriting. Yeah, I like much. songwriting, and I like when people take breaks. And you know, <laughs> you know? yeah, and there's like, like a little bit of breathing room in between, and also their beats were kind of suspect. Yeah, Ugh. but but my point was like there was this time in the 2000s when like someone like Joe Budden could never flourish because we were too close to the 90s to have 90s rappers be commercially successful. Yeah, it was like so a... like someone that was new, like then you could wait a few years and you have like the revitalization of that sound like six or seven years later because you had gone so long without it. Then you have Joey Badass and J. Cole and these guys who sound like they're from the 90s, but it had been long enough to the point where it was yeah, like a nostalgic became, act. Yeah, it became retro. and Right. You know. Anything retro is cool, as, in, as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, so he kind of fell into this, like, era of, you know, uh, pretty much just was too late for the 90s, but too early for the revitalization of the 90s. So he kind of became, like, this bitter old person, and now uh, he's lashing out on these young rappers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, slowly <laughs> slipping into senility. <laughs> like, He's absolutely lost his fucking mind. He's lost his mind, but it's like sometimes like when it's like he – I feel like he thinks that everyone else is crazy and like sometimes it actually comes across as like true. Like that chant song like I, well, I don't know what the fuck that was. And he said he wrote it two days before because he wanted to perform – Grown ass kid, which didn't make the album, but That's like a very chance the rapper thing to say. Yeah, was that calculated? I just like it. Just yeah, just you know, recorded it on a whim and uh, <laughs> two days before, yeah, two just days wrote before. and recorded the song. It just with felt his... right. The word of God hit me, <laughs> <laughs> hiding behind the cloak of the word of God. Like <laughs> essentially, is what Joe Budden was saying. Like you yeah. can't, you can't trash him because he talks about Jesus. God, and, like, he's, God he's is the songs. instrumental on that song. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like he – Chance has gotten to the point where he's become so minimalist that that song was just a guitar and him doing his like – his he, he does this flow where like he's kind of like falling over his words as he raps he's, them. He, he did it on – um what the fuck's the song on Coloring Book? Uh, Real Friends or, or not Real Friends? Uh, Summer Friends? Summer Friends, yeah. Yeah. 
Like the the seventy nine seventy nine seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like the same exact thing. Like where he like, I guess he's like trying to like portray that he's falling asleep. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be like a nursery rhyme, right? Like that's yeah. no, like seriously, like he wrote it for like I don't know if he necessarily wrote that song for his daughter, but like that's a lot of like the I, I think the champ chance escapes a lot of criticism by creating music that is like so for example sunday candy which is actually one of my favorite chance songs and and i think it's a fantastic song he wrote that song about for his grandma so like it's kind of hard to criticize a guy when he's making music yeah that's also like a good song like i mean it's genuinely it's wildly positive even if you don't like that song like it's, you can't. You can't criticize. Also, he, he wrote it for his grandma. Not to mention, like, I mean, like, this Colbert performance is not a good example of this, but, like, Sunday Candy is, like, this sprawling, beautiful instrumentation. And, Maxim, like, Maxim, yeah, maximal, like, production. It's theatrical, and, and it's, I mean, it's yeah. shown in the video. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's fucking beautifully crafted. It looks like a high school play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like High School Musical 4. <laughs> yeah. It's Grease on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> which is very which is very popular right now. Uh, but yeah, he um you know, I think that this whole this whole thing within the <laughs> hip hop community has become really interesting when people talk about Chance because I feel like you kind of have to tiptoe around it because we started as huge Chance fans. And now it's gotten to the point where <laughs> it you feel like Chance is uh you know, he's underrated to because of the way that he blew up, but he's overrated yeah. because of the way that he blew up. Yeah, he's it's he's like hard to discuss in general. Like forming like an actual opinion on the guy, like it's really hard. Which right. is great because we're podcasters and like I'm saying this out loud. So bear with us. We're gonna talk about <laughs> so him we're for just the next say half we're hour. We're completely in the middle of the road on chance now, <laughs> and we're just gonna leave it at that. No, but like I mean, like in all seriousness, seriousness, I I am. Like, like you said, like we, whoa, I'm I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, (laughs) don't need to interrupt me. Um, no, like I, like I said, like when he first came out, I, I guess I started listening to him right before acid raps single started dropping. So I think I must've heard juice was the first song. Yeah. I heard a song with Kembe X, um, him and Alex Wiley. Uh, fuck. What the hell is that song? The Tan Hoes on Tan Tan Hoes on Tan Hoes. His bones don't get no better. Um, yeah, that was like the first song I heard by him. Which was like like right around the time 10 day came out. Yeah. So like I was, we, I mean, I think you too. We were early adapters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, (laughs) We're why Chance is popular. <laughs> um, us listening to him, no, but like, uh, like we we found him at the perfect time, like the the peak of his like becoming like this creative. I mean, like. It He's was really brilliantly creative. Yeah. It was at the peak of his creativity in terms of like there was a lot of life to his music. He he came along at a time where um I felt like there was a lot of like interesting experimentation within hip hop and he kind of like really like honed in on that like the nostalgia of a of a Kanye West um in terms of like the yeah. production but also making it more for like the modern kid with, you know, who's high on cocaine and took a bunch of acid and is the f- most fucked up person person at the party as you put it before it also helped um the polarity in uh chicago specifically south side of chicago at that point with and with his um, drill music and then yeah. you had like 
you know, not like weirdo rap, essentially, like with him, Vic, and then like a, a year later, like uh, Mick Jenkins. Right. Um, a conscious it, it weirdo It became rap. so prevalent and it, be, it became, it stood out so much because of the polarity and like how different Absolutely, it was. Yeah. Than, it was the you know, yin the, to the, the Chief Keef, you know. Speaking of like, like, he said the chance is a mumble rapper. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, he said, uh, we we're trying to categorize mumble rap. Like, what is it? What is this? Is this like polk music? <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's what he was trying to say in that in that instance. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah, no, like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was uh, he was obviously not trying to say that because yeah. you know he, only an idiot would think that. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um. Uh, but yeah, he he came along at this really uh, at this strange time for. I mean, he really put a lot of Chicago artists on the map, and I commend him for that. And also, I think that Acid Rap and Surf are two of the best projects of the past decade. He had a huge hand in Surf. Um, you know, yeah. it's kind of the Eminem thing all over again. Once Chance got sober and found God, no one cared about him. Anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> then he became yeah, le- it's less like, interesting. It's kind of like how like Eminem got sober and like found a beard, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he joined. In ISIS yeah. and ISIS. the alt right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. But but he but Chance has this interesting dynamic. God, I've said inter- interesting like four hundred. No, nah, it's okay. We only know we only know forty seven <laughs> words. I know my vocabulary. You, you gotta, I need to, you, you I need to read them sometimes, more. right? Yeah, we're both English majors. <laughs> <laughs> but he um he has this uh very now it's like this very squeaky clean image like it's like chance is the rapper that you can play for your mom now and like she'll be like oh this is cool he's talking about god and like you know family values and like how he wants to clean up the streets for his daughter which is all very respectable things but it's still entirely new to a commercial hip-hop artist now i think that these guys have kind of existed forever but they never really had any sort of mainstream appeal because they didn't have the talent of a chance yeah i mean like or the marketability so of a like you have guys like like kendrick and i'm not comparing like chance and kendrick but like kendrick has very positive like you know he, he does have a lot of positive messages but he's also very critical of his surroundings and he's like acknowledges his faults and 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 his failures like as a public figure and just as a person in general i feel like guys like chance and then like also someone like logic it's like you're only getting one side and it almost becomes like this bullshit storybook and it's like not to sound too much like Joe Budden, but like <laughs> you can't be happy all the time, uh, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, well, even though Logic's most popular song is about killing yourself. Yeah, but like, su- but like, I called it suicide hotline. It has Blake. become this like you know this beacon of hope for the depressed community, and it's like I think that's great. And not to stray too far off point, but like these guys, like you don't like you don't feel like you're getting the whole story with them. And you don't think it's genuine? Them. Yeah, you don't, I don't even think that it's not genuine, but it's like they're like forcing that side of themselves so much that you don't know anything else about them other than their like, right. you know, public display of kindness. You know well, what I mean? Well, that was the interesting thing about, uh, jo- like, I don't know if you've kind of been following Joey Badass's trajectory over the past few years, but like Joey Badass has a song on his new album called Devastated, and in the hook he said, I was devastated sometimes I thought we'd never make it. And I'm like, 
you were like 15 when you blew up. <laughs> like you never thought you would. I I never. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I think that there is this this sense of optimism to Chance's music that truly is like this. Like it's almost like his entire career is like a victory lap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and um, I think the reason that we were so drawn to acid rap is because you did get both sides of the coin. Where like you would have yeah, a song like Push yeah. a Man, where like the beginning of Push a Man has so much energy and, and positivity exactly. and like, and then the end the the second half paranoia has this like eerie was, anxiety exactly. ridden side of chance that I, I you was, don't really see anymore. I was actually like just about to bring that up. Um, like I'm not like a huge fan of Coloring Book. I rarely listen to it. There's a few choice songs that I'm yeah. like I really like this. Same here. But overall, I don't listen to it straight through. Um, I think he could have done better personally. I think um, when he put Kanye on the intro and he sounds like a dying robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so they're like I, I already brought up the song, but Summer Friends. Um, I feel like that's almost like an ode, and, and it has a lot of similarities to uh, Paranoia and like the second half of Paranoia. It's like this like. Oh, it's very childish, and it, but it but it has like this dark type of undertone to it. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I actually think Summer Friends. I'm not huge on the song, but I liked the direction that he went, the mood of it. And you don't really get that the rest of the album. You don't get that other side of him. It's mm-hmm. very. I mean, that's just the way he went. He wanted to make Christian rap. Yeah, and um, you know, but it's it's. See, that's that's another thing. Is is it Christian rap? Because <laughs> it's like it's it's. <laughs> You've listened to real Christian rap I've listened, recently. I've listened to real Christian rap, and like it's completely unlistenable. And it's like it's almost like it seems like a marketing ploy in itself just to rap about it. So that like, because these guys like Chance has the talent that he could survive without ever talking about Jesus or yeah. ever talking about God, which is <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like he has the ability to make an gimmick. album that it, it, no, exactly that that is kind of where uh, you know a lot of these guys have said like chance is an industry plant right yeah chance is which is an, another interesting topic about about him in general is the fact that he every time i open this thing it's shut fucking, the fuck up joe button will not <laughs> he will not leave my life right now uh but yeah so i'm i'm gonna actually just read some excerpts every, from this every time that article. joe button Gets mad about Chance the Rapper, I gain a freckle. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Joe Buddy gets mad at someone under the age of 20. Uh, but yeah, like th- this uh, this article was published a few months ago on Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, and uh, it was – speaking of Mike Seatown, which was the reference mm. earlier that no one would get except for me and followers, Matt. as we say. <laughs> so basically he – uh, he talks about the fact that he his dad worked for Obama. Yeah, he was friendly with Spike Lee. He he talks about Christian music. His or he talks about Christianity. He his music is safe. He wears overalls. He does, <laughs> like which is like Do another you the funny first time you put... saw him wear overalls. I think for me it was when he Sunday was on candy? the double XL freshman class. Oh yeah, he wore, yeah, like I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> it was like the first time because like Chance was like so fucking cool. Yeah. And like at that time, he was so cool that I just thought overalls were cool. And now it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy up to? <laughs> what is he trying to do here? Oh, man. He – yeah. So like basically this article goes in depth and talks about how um, Chance uh, pretty much was bl- just blew up on blogs in 2012, 2013, uh, even though no one really knew who he was. And he, he wasn't independent then because he was signed with CAA, which is home to George Clooney, Will Smith, David Beckham, among others. 
others. Now, I and now obviously with Apple Music signing, right. uh, I worked in the entertainment industry for a few years, and that is a fucking awful point because literally anyone can get signed to fucking CA. I know comedians who fucking pretty like can't even afford like rent in New mics, York yeah. that do open mics that are signed to CAA. Yeah. Agents sign people because of the potential that they see in them. Sure. They don't necessarily sign people because they're, they're going to be billionaires or right. millionaires. Like that's a bad. Well, it's an investment. Right, exactly. They look at it as an investment. Um, so the <laughs> so the whole point that, you know, and now Joe Budden is saying, because Chance basically came back at Joe Budden and said, you know, I understand, first off, this was like a fucking ether of epic proportions. He said, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Joe Budden. He killed him with kindness, basically, and he said, you know, Joe Budden, he, he used to be a rapper, he used to be an artist. Which I think he still is. I think he still makes yeah, like music. Joe Budden's either clinically depressed or woke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but like he now makes uh, – he has this talk show and he calls him like a talk show host. I know. And he's, so like, he's like, well, now he has a talk show and he has to clock in and clock out. And I'm like, oh my god. He's and pretty much like you have a day saying, job like, Back now. when he was an artist, back when he was an artist, it was like the best fucking response. Yeah, like, he, he was just came. subtle. He was like, yeah, like whatever. He's pretty much like you got to eat and like I'm not going to hate on anyone who's hating on me, which is like – and now Joe Budden is saying he's going to expose him because yeah, – Like Chance is shaking in his fucking overalls. You know what I mean? Like, like oh no, <laughs> this 35-year-old fr- that used to rap and Slaughterhouse is going to expose me <laughs> on his fucking talk show. And the best part about that is the fact that Joe Budden, like, a lot of people, do, like, don't know this, but, like, he talks about it openly, but Joe Budden is, like, a huge Drake stan. <laughs> like, Wait, really? Like, he loves Drake. Yeah, no, like, I didn't he know that. literally was, like, I remember around the time that uh, Hold On, We're Going Home came out, uh, that Royce59 said that, like, every time he's in Joe Budden's car, he's playing Hold On, We're Going Home, singing along to it. And, like, don't get me wrong. I now, love that song. Hold on, we're going home. Who's great. the industry plant here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stay woke. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, yeah, so there's this conception that Chance is an industry plant because right. of the connections that he was, you know, uh, pretty much just born into, I guess. Because <laughs> his yeah. dad knows Obama and his grandma uh, knows. So his grandma <laughs> knows knew... Obama and his mom knows Obama. His best they friends. They all know Obama. All, yeah. And if you know anything about Obama, <laughs> he, has, he puts on every rapper. He, his first date was with Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Obama put on Macklemore. He put on uh, Iggy Azalea. He put on, <laughs> yeah. he put on every rapper from the past 10 years. Takes Obama put him Obama. on. <laughs> but... He also another connection that he had just from his grandmom and Common's grandmom knew each other from the south side of Chicago. Really? Yeah, he talks about that in an interview. But like when he was younger, about how like Common called him on um, Common called him and left him a voicemail and basically was like, "Yeah, like you know, like I heard your music, like keep on going, like I think you have a lot of potential." Common probably was like, "Whoever the fuck this kid is, I just gotta." Call because my grandmom told me to call him. It was probably like, oh god, I just gotta call this fourteen-year-old and be like, yeah, keep, yo, what's up, dude? Keep up your head, champ, and keep going. But uh, then Chance ends up blowing up and becoming the artist who he is. Yeah, now, right. I I think that the public's perception of Chance is a little bit distorted because he 
blew up on an album that was so commercially friendly. And I think that there are a lot of people within hip hop that do not like him because of this, this like almost like manufactured image of him yeah. that it's like, he can never do any wrong because of what he does with Chicago in Chicago. But to me, it's like super commendable shit. Like it's like, you know, he's collecting like winter coats for kids uh, and p- homeless people uh, who don't have them. No, like he and is he's like donating a million dollars to the Chicago public school. He's like a real ass philanthropist. Like, he's, like, really, like, doing a lot for the fucking city. Right. Like, it's, like, easy to make fun of him, but he's, like, genuinely a good person from all, from, you know, everything you can see. Right. And I think the fact that he's doing it in the public eye is a, another reason why people, and it's the same thing that he did when he, when SoundCloud was going under was the fact that he... Uh, was pretty much like, oh, I'm gonna save SoundCloud kind of thing. Like that's kind of the way that he he presented yeah, that was, it. That was cringeworthy. Yeah, it, and like there there have been moments where like he does shit like that, and I'm like, Ugh. but at the same time, like I think that he's incredibly talented. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, I don't that's really the thing. get all the like, hate. Like, why do you hate such a nice, positive person? Here's the thing. So like, uh, you, uh, to break like Kendrick, for instance. You, like, get a good feel of who Kendrick is because he gives you every side of him. Yeah. I could, like, I would feel pretty confident in saying Kendrick's a good dude. Yeah. Like, with Chance, and like you said, like, it it feels manufactured. I don't know if he's a fucking asshole, like, outside the public eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Because, well, he like, does admit that on Acid Rap, which is another reason why I think Acid Rap is just a superior album all around to yes. Coloring Book. Is because, like, at the it's end of that so album, better. he's, like, basically, like, spilling out his heart when he's like, you know, I used to be uh, I used to be thirsty thieving, running through uh, purses, and even persons leave him hurt and bleeding. Yeah. Like, these lines of, like, you know, showing, like, signs of remorse, showing signs of, like, you know, and obviously, like... I think one of the the uh, the things that a lot of people said about Coloring Book when it first came out was like this album's really mature, and mature pretty much just means not as good. Yeah, <laughs> like I hear that term thrown around like not nearly as interesting. It, it used to like me. It used to have a better connotation. Yeah, when someone would say like, "Oh, this so and so second album is." a lot more mature like it almost like meant like they've developed or like they've started to reach their potential and have grown as artists now it's kind of just like lazily yeah, thrown on an album exactly that, safe it, as hell it's kind of just like a buzzword when you need something that's like not nearly as uh i don't want to say interesting but like as dynamic right, like i yeah. think that like acid rap the the appeal of that album and even going back to 10 day and like and then carrying over to surf like the appeal of those albums to me is the fact that you never knew what was going to come next with no. chance also i mean like an obviously coloring book wasn't created in this fashion but like it's very single centric. Like it's like not even saying just the singles, but it's like song to song to song doesn't feel connected. No. And acid rap feels. I mean, like you can. I mean, I can only. I've only listened to it like on YouTube. I. It's like such a great straight through listen, and that's like a great platform for it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing about coloring book is like that. You know, they say like. Like I was saying before, was like the, you never knew what was coming with Chance before. Like he would change his flow, he would change his mm-hmm. voice, he would change something that would make the song go from like one level. Like for example, good ass intro is like one of the most like if you're ever in a bad mood, listen to good ass <sighs> intro, and it's like it's like fucking musical heroin, mm-hmm. dude. Like it puts you in this blissful, nah. like amazing mm-hmm. state of being, and. 
he just lost that luster on Coloring Book. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's a, and it's such a shame because like he was one of the brightest young artists. I still think he is. No, he is. Like he's so fucking young, dude. Yeah. He's young. He's younger than both of us. Yeah. And we're very young, <laughs> talented young men. Um, no, but like we're gonna be four so under thirty, dude. Here's another like, like here's another thing. So like I remember, I think Good Ass Intro was the second or third single. For acid rap, when it was rolling out in April, like early April, um, when they started rolling out the singles, um, and it, it was accompanied by that uh, that like trippy cartoon video. Yeah, it was like the Kanye uh, graduation <laughs> yeah, era yeah, video. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember thinking it was cool, not being absolutely in love with it no. on my first listen. When it was in the context of the album, after you experience the album straight through, it becomes one of the standouts, and it becomes. In my opinion, in that like four, like you know, f- first like half of the 2010s, one of the most like defining, most well thought out songs in right. rap music. Absolutely, and in terms of like, if you want to talk about a song that like, because I remember when Acid Rap came out, uh, I loved Juice and I loved like a oh, few, I loved dude, like a few songs that I listened <laughs> to beforehand, and I was like, this is, I think this is going to be a really good album, and then when I threw it on, and that good ass intro was the intro. I was like, you – that is like one of the most fucking hooking mm-hmm. intros I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life. Like just really just packed with enthusiasm. But the, the, the way that he's rapping, the things that he's saying, yeah. it's like – it's really like injecting a whole new – it's like the perfect introduction to a musician. And right? I think one of the reasons it didn't grab me at first – I mean it did grab me because it was so different from um, traditional conventional rap at the time. Um, I think one of the reasons it didn't grab me was it was so new that I wasn't sure how to respond to it as I was listening to it. Like literally as I was listening to it, I remember thinking like, I don't – this is fucking weird because I think Juice came out before it. Juice had a little bit more – I mean Juice is weird. Yeah. But like good ass intro like structurally is a lot more out there. Absolutely. And I didn't know how to respond to it and as – once I listened to the whole album and had it in context, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a it's, top three, like top three, four on the entire album. Yeah, and it's a great fucking album. It's in my top five to ten favorite albums of the decade. Yeah, but and and it's funny actually because by the time Coloring Book came out, like I think Good Ass Intro literally just sounds like a bare bones version of Good Ass Intro. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. What it, what is uh, the intro to uh, fucking, uh, uh, Coloring Book? Um, what's the intro to Coloring Book? The one with Kanye. I know. I'm trying to. Th- uh, and the children's choir. Children, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are kids we are singing about? Podcast. Oh, uh, music is all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Music is all we got. Um, so that that to me just kind of sounds like a stripped down version, which kind of shows you like the uh, pretty much exactly what we're trying to say between the different the disparity between mm-hmm. Coloring Book and and Acid Rap. Right. And kind of so. what I said about like Summer Friends and. and paranoia it's like the i always bones. thought that summer friends was more like coco but a kisses but that you, you have that vibe I, yeah, I, yeah i think maybe it's more musically it just reminded me so much of the um the dark yeah just like dark and like it reminded me of the second half of of paranoia yeah. um but yeah like so like the point we're making is that like coloring book had some of that vigor and it had some of that you know it had some of the things that we loved about Azerat, but it was just so bare bones and it was it was so conventionally done, right? Like in terms of just like um, commercial hip hop, that it, absolutely it just didn't grab you the same way. Yeah, and I think that it, I still think it's like a listenable, likable album. But I think a yeah. lot of the criticisms of that album are exactly the criticisms yeah. of Chance the Rapper, and I think that 
if he continues down this path of things that we saw on like the Colbert uh, thing, then those criticisms will continue. But if he kind of not, and I'm not for anyone regressing into what they were before. Like, I don't, I don't even think that anyone making like, I, I hated when Eminem and the game made, 10, 15 years later made Marshall Mathers LP2 and Documentary 2. I yeah, hate when people I, do that. Like, I think that it's like those it's such albums... A com- it, it's such like a headline grab. Yeah, oh my That's God. That's all it is. It's you just a commercial mean? like grab. Anyone that yeah. thought that fucking Marshall Mathers LP2 would be like on the same level as Marshall <laughs> Mathers LP is a fucking moron. Yeah. And I... they loved that freestyle last week. <laughs> Speaking of... Before we move on, I forgot to say this at the beginning. Um, when we were listening to that, you know, minimalist chance thing on Colbert, when the fuck did spoken word slam poetry become popular in rap? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. The fuck, dude? Uh, fuck Eminem, man. <laughs> even sucks. though Chance did that first. That yeah, was like nah, two weeks ago. Like, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't even care if he did. I still fuck can't Eminem. get over Joe Budden's fucking reaction to that. Just laugh. Ah. He sounds drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, ah, ah, ah. He didn't take his medication. I know. But, um, but his yeah, real so um, moving on to uh, our last topic because we're going to do uh, – we're going to, you know, just go with a go with an, a nice little closer here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a, a man you might know by the name of Kenny, Kenny Lamar, Kendrick, Kendrick Duckworth, Kendrick Lamar Duckworth, Kendrick the Duck Lamar, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar Ducktales. He's I went like uh... diamond in a pool full of gold coins like at the beginning of ducktales yeah exactly <laughs> i went through like a like a week period on twitter where i was just like photoshopping kendrick's head onto ducks for like a week like no one liked it i was getting just like because z- you found out his last name is duckworth no like i just for whatever re- i've known that for like a while <laughs> but for whatever reason i was like yeah dude <laughs> this is fucking good and like i did this for like a minute and like no one was liking it but for whatever reason I thought it was like the greatest thing I'm like this is hilarious yeah speaking of mental illness (laughs) (laughs) Kendrick Lamar has mental illness (laughs) but I was actually talking about you no I I was just I was deflecting (laughs) I don't like to face that's called projection buddy Uh, so so recently in an interview Kendrick was asked what he thinks is his best verse and just to be straight up I hate when interviewers ask this. Like, you can ask like a random fan. It's such like, a corny what they think. fucking question. I know. I hate when people ask. Like, because like the artists, like for them to they're always shoot- evolving. Dude, first off, not only are they always evolving, but like how many good Kendrick verses are there? Like we were talking about it before trying to come up with our favorites. Yeah, it's like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every Kendrick verse except for that one Maroon 5 song. Oh yeah, what like last the one from last year? Yeah, yeah he did, fuck that Kendrick song. does a lot of interesting features where uh they're when when I say interesting, I mean not interesting at all. They fucking are not good. Yeah. <laughs> like he has Taylor some of the Swift, best verses like... in hip hop. But even like the Taylor Swift song was like okay, like but like he'll do like a random feature on like a pop song. His and I'm verses like, are good. It's just like why did he? Why would he do this? Yeah, why did he do that? I, like, yeah. I know Taylor Swift is like a from what what I've heard is like a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why did yeah. you? Yeah, make I any remember seeing sense. like a vine of her from like 2013 where she's like playing backseat freestyle and she's yeah. like dancing to it in the car. And I'm like, yeah, that when I think of backseat freestyle, I think of Taylor Swift. But um, but yeah. So we just wanted to kind of go over what we are, uh, what our favorite Kendrick verses are, and then we'll try to come up with one. Yeah. Before like we like go a little farther, like so 
you said it was he said that it was the third verse of fear, correct? I think it was either the second or third verse of fear. Yeah, so like uh, well, something, something that like most album. artists do, and this is like this makes sense because they're always evolving and they like they're hoping that their most recent project is like the best version yep. of them, or like you know the version that is them at that moment. You know what I mean? They've evolved. If you're a good artist, you've evolved from your last point. They're usually gonna pick a recent verse from like their latest album as their best verse, and Absolutely. they're not doing it to like. I mean, I'm sure sales. some people are doing it to market <laughs> the album, but like he's genuinely doing that because like he feels like he's developed. Past like his prior albums, we might think Good Kid, Mad City is better, yeah. and we might think that To Thimble Butterfly is better, and I think that they both are better. I but, do. Yeah. Like, um, he's got. It's no surprise that he's going to say a song from Dan. Like, it's it's not at all. No. Um, this was something that that kind of started. Uh, uh, and and part of me thinks that it is a marketing tactic, and it's not that Kendrick Lamar needs to sell any more albums. But I, I don't think that he might even be aware of it, but Jay-Z st was the first rapper that started doing this that I right. noticed a few years ago when he was going on the press circuit for Magna Carta Holy Grail, which is, like, no, one of his worst albums. I mean, like... Trash. Certified trash. <laughs> and he was going on this, like, press junket where he was, like, rank... They asked him to rank his albums. Right. And he, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he said that it was his fourth best album. He said Blueprint, Black Album, and Reasonable Doubt were better and everything else and that was fourth and the and he said he's like the reason that uh you know i i don't put it above those other albums is because those are the albums that like made me at that point in my career and this jay-z does not think that's his fourth best album he nah, just doesn't i know he doesn't grab. but it's a marketing I mean, exactly it's a marketing specifically tactic. that album yeah like w with the with the um what phone was fucking uh Sponsoring that album, oh, uh, the Samsung, yeah, the Samsung, yeah, when thing. he did like, like the promotion where, it like, came of course on he's going to say that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he was trying to make fucking money, which he's, by the way, he's done a fantastic really, really good job at, at making money. <laughs> he's um, like a billionaire now. Yeah, he's really good at that. But <laughs> he's Jason. You're really good at he's making so money. Good at being rich, yeah, and buying <laughs> art, and whatever the fuck else he does. Being angry at Kanye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just this, keep listening. But, but I notice that rappers will do this more and more, and musicians just in general will be pushing. It's like when you go see your favorite band and they play like, all right, we're going to play half our new album. And you're like, just play the fucking songs everyone likes, Pearl Jam, okay? Like, no one wants to hear <laughs> right. your new shit. But uh, so uh, Kendrick said his best verses were on fear on the new album. So he said just in general, those were the best verses he wrote. Sure. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think those are really, really good verses. Yeah, I, like I think verses. from a lyrical perspective, they're really, they're very personal. They're very, I actually love the concept of that song too, where he writes it from the perspective. It's, a, I mean, Kendrick is just a fucking brilliant. He's a conceptual genius, but yeah. he, he writes it from the perspective of someone who, of, of him when he was, I believe it was when he was seven years seven, old. And then he does seven, uh, 1727. So it's every 10 years of his life and w how he views the world. So what his worldview is. It, it's so, a, yeah, it's a great. Right. That song's so fucking good. It is. But, it's uh, an amazing, heartfelt song. But I, I have a hard time saying that it's his best verse verses. No, and like, but like, it might just because it's know, fresh. But you know, who's the fucking worst. Like people that are like, 
Like, how could he say that? Like, he, like, there's no way. Like, why would he say, like, they get actually angry that he would say that, like, the third verse on Fear is his favorite verse. Like, he's hurting their feelings. Like, it's like, dude, well, he does it's his like fucking it. music. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's allowed to choose whatever he wants. He made it. And also, I think Kendrick knows a little bit more about his music than we do. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Can you imagine? But anyway, let's shove our opinions down everyone's throat. Exactly, because um, that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> so he talks about um on you know so he says fears is best verse now i personally would say that there are a few songs i think even from that kind of have a similar uh vibe to fear uh like i think that the first verse on uh this is just a personal favorite this is one that doesn't get brought up a lot in uh whenever we're talking about kendrick but it's untitled five off of untitled unmastered i think that project in general gets really overlooked because it was like kind of this attachment it was a cherry on top right it 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 came a year after um to pimp a butterfly and no one expected it and was like oh cool we got more kendrick music you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um but yeah definitely gets swept under the rugs i think partially because there's no fucking song names so like like it's very easy to forget which one is fucking which you know what i mean yeah untitled five is the one that has j-rock and punch on it and he he his verse on there is it's just really really powerful to me he kind of it's from the perspective of someone who is like a genuine person that grew up in the ghetto that is pushed to mm-hmm. like his wits end with the world because he's essentially has no resources he's 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 given up on everything in life just because it, his life has got so difficult so he he goes from being like this moral good church going man to literally coming up and murdering mm-hmm. someone in their own house like to me that is fucking brilliance yeah. to, to pack that into like a 20 ver- bar verse is like mind-blowingly good yeah so like no i yeah that's um <laughs> yeah i i agree with you i agree with you a lot we're good friends um <laughs> no um i don't personally like when people like actually get in these like huge arguments like uh like, oh, no, it's this verse. So, like, how do you think that or that? Like, people have different tastes. Um, like, for instance, some people really care about lyrics and, like, and, and story and message. And, you know, other people, like myself included, are more into the technical aspects. So, like, um, flow patterns and um, the, just the general musicality of a song. Um, so, like, I don't, there, obviously there's no right answer. And I think it's great that someone like Kendrick, like, you can get so many different answers because that just, like, proves how incredibly good he is. Like, with some artists, like, you know, that aren't as, you know, accomplished and aren't as versatile, like, you're going to get a lot of the same answers. Yeah. With Kendrick, there's so many different aspects. Aspects. There's so many different options. Right. You know what I mean? Just, Um, Just say a fucking verse, dude. That's not my favorite. That's not, that might not be my favorite, but that's definitely. That's like I mean that's in my top. No, I would no, say no. it's top five for me. No, um, I was actually, and this is like, uh, you know, probably going to be a little bit shocking, but um, his verse on Goosebumps is <laughs> musically like it's just unbelievable. The way he changes his voice, yeah, and like, it's like so cool. Like yeah, he just he really shows <laughs> off his singing ability. Yeah, it's. I, I love, 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 love that verse. That's not my favorite verse, but like it's just one that comes to my mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Shows you the versatility. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another one that I always think of, just I think of, I like to think about like iconic Kendrick verses. And I think that like 
the one that is, I think, one of the most iconic Kendrick verses, if not the most iconic Kendrick verse, is the first verse on Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. And the way that, you know, look inside my soul, you can find gold, maybe get rich. The way that 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 kind of was like Kendrick's introduction to hip hop. You know what I mean? Like mainstream hip hop. Like he it it completely blew the doors off hip hop when that album came out. And that wasn't the intro to the album, but it was like the first song song on it. Yeah, because it comes after Shireen, a.k.a. Master Splinter, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's right after that intro. So that's one that really stands out to me. ADHD, uh, the first verse on there is another um, one that I fucking love. Fuck high it. Power was one that you yeah, mentioned high power earlier. Verse for any verse on High Power, that's such a good song. But uh, I think the first verse really grabs me. Um, I'm like a really big first verse type person because I have terrible um, <laughs> ADHD. ADHD, yep. yeah. Same. Uh, <laughs> intended. Um, By the third verse, I'm like, ah, oh, just end the song. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> three minutes? We don't like fear as yeah, much because th- it's like th- seven minutes long. Three minutes? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, no, uh, the last verse on um, Backseat Freestyle. First verse on Fuck Your Ethnicity. Fucking amazing verse. Yeah. Um, but, like, the point of, like, there are so... He's such an accomplished and such a talented person. There's a plethora. Yeah. A, yeah. SAT word. Um, just, like, incredible, incredible verses, like, throughout all of his albums and, and his features. And it's, like, um, for people to, like, get upset or to, like, be like, that's bullshit that, like, you think, like, fear. It's, like... You probably have a different one than so and so does, and they have a different one than you. It's like, of course, he's going to have a different one than you. Like, I think that it's a. I I don't really think there is a wrong answer uh, unless you pick the Maroon Five song. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then you I, should be thrown in jail. Okay, there and I could we could keep going back and forth about Kendrick verses all day and which ones we love. But I'm gonna. Cu- I've I've come up with my favorite Kendrick verse and like another one that I want to throw in there. That's uh, now I feel like I have to. Not it's not my favorite Kendrick verse, but I love his verse on Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus. I mean that's pretty much Kendrick song. Uh, so. So that is an amazing, amazing verse and song, uh, just pretty much like grappling with the fear of, of death and, and trying to be immortal through his music. It's amazing. But um, the I think the best Kendrick verse is the first verse on cartoons and serial. I think that that is like bar none, iconic fucking Kendrick. You want to talk about musicality. You want to talk about really just in your face, really just edgy hip hop that has like a crazy deep meaning to it is great lyrically rapping wise and also just complements the beat so well. That is probably, mm-hmm. I think, his best verse. That's cartoon and serial. Yeah. First verse. Oh, fucking that song is so good. Um <laughs> That's that might be that. I mean, I think that is his best song. That's not on an album. Yeah. Oh, um, that hands down. I don't. Even I mean, think it should have been on Good Kid, Mad City. Um, it didn't get cleared because yeah, it didn't get cleared in time. Um, this one um, might come as a surprise as well. I was just like thinking, like, which ones do I like? When I think of like best verse or my favorite verse, I think of like which one do I think of like the most, or like which one like in my head just like random day like just comes into my head. Um, and it's really short, and it's it's not, like, very deep or anything, but the first verse on Blow My High is just, like, I just love the vibe, and I love his attitude, the way that he, like, projects his voice. Like, I just think it's so well done, and it's really short. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's like I think it's uh, four, somewhere between four to eight bars before it, it gets into the chorus. The Pimp C verse? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, Do you ever know that? Do you ever notice that? Listening yeah. to – yeah, yeah. That's pretty – that's just such a it's brilliant It's a really music. good song. I yeah. think that's one of his more underrated songs, just yeah. like the vibe and like it's it, – it, it's what he does this great thing like where it, verses – 
kind of meld into chorus, which meld into bridge, and it, like it all just feels like just one giant piece of work rather than like pieces like put together. Absolutely. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think that that, that is that's, that's a really, great example of it. Though. It's a hallmark of Kendrick's catalog. Yeah. It's, yeah. You see it a lot on section 80. Yeah. Oh, abs- absolutely. ADHD is one that comes to mind. That's like, so like the way that like he changes up his flow mm-hmm. with the beat changes and then like it kind of meshes with that per- perfectly when it like comes to a halt on the chorus. Like, yeah, yeah that, um, that I mean, dude, fucking, you can't pick a verse from fucking Section Eighty, Good Kid, Bad City, uh, or To Pimp a Butterfly and be wrong, in my opinion, or at really any of his albums. But I mean, those are like the three. Like, I think that's like his, his like, uh, you know, his run. You know what I mean? Like his yeah, like. I mean, every like, every artist has that like. I don't. I I almost said peak run, but like he's. I don't really don't think he's in his peak yet. <laughs> oh I don't God. think he's reached his. He's How so, can he get better? I don't know, but he's so. Good. And it's like, even if I didn't think um, that Damn was like on the same level as those prior three, I think it's a good album. I said, why, yeah. Um, I can like, I, I just like, I could still see him making his best project in the future. Like, he's so talented and he works so hard. Well, I guess only time will tell, Matt. Yeah, right. So what, what is your favorite Kendrick verse you have to say? It doesn't have to be his best verse. The verse on... Um, King Kunta is my favorite verse, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Stuck a flag in my city. Everybody's screaming Compton. I should probably run from there when I'm done, yeah. to be honest. That's a great verse. And does that and ends it with a by the time you hear the next yeah. pop. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's yeah. such a cool song. Dude. I wish Kendrick was my dad. Yeah. All right. I know. So I think dad, that's a good so. place to end this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you know, follow us on twitter.com for that good shit. Uh anything else you want to plug? Um no. It's uh <laughs> Let's it's end late. It with I'm that. tired. Bye. See ya.